Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by Vanquishing the Ghosts That Haunt Shelby's Computer. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing! I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. And we have had a hell of a time trying to get this <laughs> podcast into your ears. We are cursed today, as it turns out. It's the first day of Mercury Retrograde, so it was a bad day to choose to record. We're, we're going to apologize up front for whatever loud banging that you hear on my end because of the incessant construction happening next door to me, and for any misadventures from the ghost that lives in Shelby's computer. Yeah, the ghost has been feisty today. I think we've, um, you know, assuaged them for now, but... Who knows what... We've made a small sacrifice. Um, my sanity. It was my sanity. <laughs> That's what we sacrificed. And an hour of time. Yeah. So let's dive in. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who've never listened before, Arguments About Nothing is a podcast in which we take silly, ridiculous, hypothetical situations and we argue about them seriously as if they are something, when in fact, they really are nothing. Yeah. And we've been doing this fun segment where we let uh, the listeners have the final say. So I put up some of our questions from the last episode on Instagram, and we're going to go over the results. Hannah does not know who agrees with her and who does not. I never know, and so this is always surprising to me. And by the way, if you have strong opinions about anything you've heard on previous episodes, always make sure to look out on our Instagram because we will give you the opportunity to tell us how we're wrong. Yeah, uh, so follow us on Arguments About Nothing if you want your voice to be heard. But one of the first question we put out to you guys was, would you rather wear wet socks or smell like pickles for the rest of your life? And 100% of folks said, They'd rather smell like pickles than wear wet socks. I am not surprised by this result. Like, not even a little bit. I'm also not surprised by this result. Uh, They also agree with both of us. We agreed on this question. So yeah, if you are interested in hearing our take on any of these questions, head over and listen to episode nine. Um, It's a great episode. So then we move on to would you rather win the lottery or get accepted to Hogwarts? Uh, 44% of people would take the money. Wow. I was surprised, yeah. That's more than I would have thought. In 56% said magic. This was sitting at 50-50 for a long time, and I was surprised. I mean, so this is another rare instance when Shelby and I both agreed on something, despite the fact that we did argue about it for a while. We did. We did both agree we wanted to go to Hogwarts. I am a little surprised that that many people are not interested in learning the art of magic. Yeah, or they're just, they love money. So I think the most important question that we threw to the listeners this week was team recliner or team rocking chair? And let me tell you, the internet had strong feelings. Uh, There was a decisive winner in this. 78% of people went recliner. Uh, Shelby is is victoriously throwing her hands in the air. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I feel very vindicated about this. I think that more people probably have had recliners than rocking chairs. I think they're more ubiquitous. Yeah, I think so. And then our very last question that we asked was, would you still go out with them? You're on a third date with a person who's been great, like you're loving it, you're at their place, your hands are dry, you ask them if they have any lotion, they go to the fridge and pull out a jar of mayo and hand it to you. Turns out they use mayo as lotion. Uh, the answers were, I see no problem. I'm not using it, but I will tease them forever. There are other people in the world, and I'm going to go hang out with them. <laughs> and I'm going to report them to the FBI because they're clearly an alien. The last place choice was 0%, I see no problem. So 100% of people agree that this is an issue. <laughs> right. Nobody was like, you know what? That's fine. Yeah, that's, me too. That's totally fine. Chin tickling, they think is totally fine. But <laughs> yeah, a but lot of people were lotion. way more on board with a chin tickler than they were at all with um, a mayo lotion dude. 22% reporting him to the FBI because they're an alien. 
Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty that's a pretty solid percentage of people. Yeah, way more than the chin tickler. <laughs> I know. It's just so odd because like we were both like, oh, we'll give them a pass on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty-three percent said there are other people in the world. I don't need to be around this guy. So over fifty fifty-five percent of people not dating this person. Right. Just they're done. And then forty-four percent, the remaining. I'm not using it, but I'll tease them forever. Sure. Well, I guess that's, I mean, it's pretty close to like a 50-50 split close, in terms yeah. of people who would forgive it and people who wouldn't. I do think that it's probably grosser if it's actually happening in front of you than like when you're thinking about it hypothetically. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. Again, I have never used mayo as lotion uh, despite my deep curiosity. But yeah, maybe these are people who just like already hate mayonnaise to begin with because there are a lot of them. Yeah. And the the idea of like slathering it on your hands is just too much for them to bear. One of my friends mentioned the fact that when he gets the lotion out, he doesn't also get like a spoon out or anything, which means that when <laughs> he applies this lotion, he's just taking his bare, dirty hands and sticking it into the mayo (laughs) jar. And so when he then uses that mayo on sandwiches, it has all of his hand germs in it. And I was like, that's not something I considered. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't consider that either. I think because in my mind, he only uses it as lotion. Like he doesn't also use it on sandwiches. Yeah, we did not explore the fact that it's a dual purpose situation. Right. I would also never eat any sandwich he ever made with me. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. (laughs) So anyway, if you want to hear more about those questions, check out episode nine. Now we have some listener questions. We love that you guys are getting involved. So keep sending them our way, either on Instagram or at argumentsaboutnothing at gmail.com. Uh, Hannah, do you want to do yours first? Sure. So I have another listener question, actually, from my sister, Kate. She should just get her own segment at this point. <laughs> Kate's Corner. Kate's Corner is exactly what I was about to call it. <laughs> so you you just read my mind. Uh, so Kate asks, would you prefer to be wearing flip-flops on a rainy day or thick snow boots with a wool lining on a 100-degree day? Flip-flops on a rainy day. 100%. I disagree. I feel like flip-flops are my preferred rain shoe. Here in New York? Uh, so here's the thing. If if I was at home in North Carolina on the farm, yeah, sure. Like flip-flops in the rain. Flip-flops in the rain in New York City, on New York City sidewalks and in New York City like uh, subway stations is one of the most dangerous things I've ever done in the city. <laughs> it's like... Do you th- oh, it is like so slipping? slippery. Got it, it is unbearably slippery. I have eaten dirt on multiple occasions. So I kind of feel like the question is, is it better to have hot feet or be dead? Oh, interesting. Um, I feel like flip-flops in the rain in New York City and the slick streets equals death. Okay. I feel like maybe I don't fall down as much as you do. <laughs> Have you really never slipped with flip-flops in the rain in New York? I won't even wear flip-flops in New York anymore. So I don't wear flip-flops full stop. So I, like, haven't worn flip-flops in a long time, so maybe that is, I'm just out of touch with, like, the true experience. Like, in my head, I was like, I'd rather wear flip-flops in the rain because it'll dry very quickly. Like, I'll go inside and, like, your skin dries faster than, like, socks or material. Do- like, sure. So I'm like... That seems, like, kind of ideal. That's And, like, when I was in Vietnam, um, there's lots of flooding in central Vietnam during monsoon, monsoon season. And everyone just wears flip-flops all the time. They just, like, roll their pants up, wear flip-flops. They, like, they don't have rain gear because, like, monsoon season's in, like, the 90s. So no one right. wants to wear rain boots or anything. So everyone just wears flip-flops all the time. And, like... I mean, this... This might be a, a specifically New York problem that I'm referencing. I mean, I, I even remember... My sister came to visit me one time and she was wearing flip-flops. It started to rain. It got so slippery that she just ended up having to take her flip-flops off so she didn't die and like walked around New York City barefoot in the rain. <laughs> I've definitely walked around New York in the rain with flip-flops, but not since college. Um, my issue with flip-flops in New York City is I don't feel like they have enough support on like because the 
concrete sidewalks and stuff are really hard. And so my feet always hurt when I wear them here. So they're like, to me, not an ideal footwear situation. I haven't worn them ever since that guy peed on my foot on the street. Wait, you act like I knew this story. (laughs) I thought you did know this story. I did not know this story. Yeah, I was walking to yoga at like 2 o'clock p.m. on a Saturday and just like a normal part of town on the sidewalk and this guy was like standing behind something and he like peed out onto the sidewalk and peed on my foot and I was wearing flip-flops so it just directly hit me in the foot. Did you scream at him? Oh, I screamed at him. Oh, did yes, he respond? Did. Like what did no. happen? I screamed at him a lot and he did not respond. He just stood there and... Well, so you know how there used to be phone booths and... They're, now there's no phone in them, but there's still these like little, little like, encased, yeah, areas. little encased areas where a phone booth used to be, and it's basically like three sides with no backside. He was standing one of those, so I yelled at him, but I wasn't like looking at him, yeah. and he didn't respond. And then I, yeah, I just went and washed my foot forever. That's horrifying. I know. I don't wear flip flops already. But now I'm doubly not wearing flip-flops. Don't do not do it. Not in New York. Honestly, I kind of want to change my answer to boots just because, like, regardless of, like, the rain, I just don't want someone to pee on my foot. And that could happen <laughs> in the rain or in the sunshine. Just don't wear open-toed shoes in New York City because someone yeah. might pee on you. I've also had people, like, step really hard on my foot on the subway when wearing flip-flops, and that hurt so bad it like destroyed one of my toenails yeah i've had that happen in normal shoes and it also was very very painful so all right you convinced me i'm changing my answer to hiking boots wow okay it didn't take a lot <gasps> yeah because I, I don't really care that much about hot feet i don't either to be perfectly honest and when you when you like put that up against the possibility of someone peeing directly on your foot i yeah. think it's no or like stomping on your foot or just slipping and like eating it yeah on the street we agree. Great. Rarely do we convince one another to change our viewpoint, but that one really works for me. I'm kind of shocked, actually. It very rarely happens. Do you have any other listener questions? I have a lot. I actually have started a backlog because we can't get to them all. Oh, great. I'm so excited <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do one more today um, from Emily Smith. Would you rather be on a cross-country flight uh, with nonstop turbulence or have to drive two hours through a blizzard Nonstop flight turbulence <laughs> I, there's no question there's no hesitation yeah same <laughs> yeah absolutely i understand the um argument for the other way but for me i'm not super confident in my driving abilities me too uh, because we live in new york city <laughs> and beyond that like on a plane yes i might die but like I trust the pilots. I don't think we would be taking off if we wouldn't we weren't able to. And it's also not my fault if something goes wrong. Right. You know? Like if I'm driving through a blizzard and I, you know, my car goes out of control or something, like I could hurt someone. Like there is so much more pressure on me to do everything correctly. On a plane, like, yes, I'll be probably a little nervous, but I'm not re- responsible for anything other than my like response to it so right you're not gonna be like white knuckling it gripping the steering wheel barely breathing because you can't see and you're driving a weapon basically yeah yeah that's how i think about driving is you are literally driving a weapon me too that is literally a deathly weapon um like it's like as as someone who's lived in new york for over 10 years i think about other people's commutes and i'm like you could kill someone every time you leave the house yeah like that's crazy to me I've been a passenger in so many accidents from my time when I was living in, in North Carolina. And I'm just Who like... Who were you driving with that was so bad at driving? V- no, no, no. Like people hitting us. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, just randomly. I mean, I just have bad car ca- karma. Car karma? Car karma. And um, yeah, I just... I'm so aware of the danger of a car. So yeah. like to put it in a blizzard. No, 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 no. I, I'm actually not that worried about turbulence usually when it happens unless it's like major, like like you're coming out of your seat kind of turbulence. I've only been on one flight where the turbulence bothered me and people were openly weeping. 
Oh my gosh. I flew into the bomb cyclone a couple years ago. Oh. Like we got on the plane. Like we were the only people in the airport because every other flight in the airport had been canceled. I'm sure. Um, And we, we were taking off at it was a it was a red eye from Denver. We left at midnight. We were supposed to get in at five a.m. It was already snowing in New York. We got on the plane. They closed the door. The pilot came over the intercom and said, "We hope we can make it to New York." Oh God, that's what you want to hear. Yeah, they're like, as you know, there's a bomb cyclone hitting New York right now. We're gonna take off with the hope that we can make it there. Once we get to Ohio, we're gonna make a game time decision about how much farther we can go. Either we'll land in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, or New York. We're going to play it by ear. That's terrifying. (laughs) You shouldn't shouldn't take off before you know whether you can land. We literally (laughs) took off without knowing where we were going to land. And I was like, if we just land in Pittsburgh, what the fuck am I going to do at 5 a.m.? Yeah, we made it to New York. But they, like, (laughs) we... People were weeping, right. it It was full turbulence the entire way. Like, I thought I was going to sleep on that plane, did not get, like, it was, it was crazy. And then when we got to the airport, you could look down and the, uh, the runway was covered in snow. Like, you couldn't see the ground. It was just snow. And so they had, like, uh, plows out, like, trailer, like, tractor plows. And we basically chased the plow. Like, the (gasps) plow went and we landed behind it. And we. Oh my god! It was insane. And you still are choosing. And I'm still choosing Matt over driving through a blizzard. Right. So that should tell you something. Because I lived through that. And like the, the pilots knew what they were talking about. Like we made it. It was fine. Yeah. The pilots don't want to kill a whole bunch of people. They do not. They're, yeah. So. And air travel still is the safest way to travel. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely going that way. Cool. Well, thank you, listeners, so much for your questions. Keep sending them in. Uh, Sounds like if we didn't get to yours this week, we might get to them eventually in a future week. Yep. I'm keeping track. Great. Should we move on now to our questions? We shall. Do you remember the show Fear Factor? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Um, For any of our listeners who may be unfamiliar with the show Fear Factor, it was basically a reality TV show in which a certain amount of contestants, I think like four people, had to go through a series of three challenges that tested their fears. Um, And then there was like one winner at the end who won a bunch of money. I'm suddenly very nervous. Yeah, you should be. Uh, And so (laughs) the second day or like whatever um was either a the second challenge was either a eating challenge where they had to right. eat something disgusting or they had to be submerged in something terrifying yes yeah i those are the ones that stick out most in my brain actually from Same. that show uh which is why i wrote this question so my question to you is if you were on fear factor would you want the second challenge to be an eating thing or a submerging thing. For the listeners, it's like either you have to like lie in a bucket of cockroach, like live cockroaches or live spiders or tarantulas or snakes. Um, or it's like you have to drink a cup of donkey spit. That is, it's a really hard question. Um, it's a great question. Thank you. I, I like this a lot. Uh, it's a hard question, but I, my immediate gut instinct is to choose being submerged in something gross rather than eating something gross. Okay, tell me why. What is that what you would choose? Oh, I'm just curious before oh, 100%. we Oh, 100%. I have strong feelings about this. Oh, okay. Yeah, um I think that for one thing, they're not going to put you in in anything that can actually harm you no matter how scary it might be. It's not actually going to be able to like actually harm you. It's not poisonous spiders or anything like that or like scorpions. So even though it might feel gross, it isn't dangerous and it is external to you and it might be like an unpleasant tactile feeling. But if you just sort of like push through it, you're not going to experience any like really negative side effects after it's over. Yeah. I feel like if I ate the gross thing, there's a lot more mental components to it. Like you have to force yourself to put that in It's much in more active. It's more active. Like it's, I was going to say exactly that. It is so much more active. You have to make the motion. You have to do the action of putting the thing in yeah. your mouth, chewing it, the crunching, the swallowing. And I think I would throw up and I don't want to throw up. On TV? Yeah. <laughs> On TV. I, I agree 100%. Uh, I also feel like 
while I assume they're not giving you anything to eat that is poisonous or like is unedible or anything, people have weird reactions, like weird intolerances and weird reactions to like lots of unfamiliar foods anyway. So like the, the odds that you're getting out of that challenge without vomiting or without having like some serious gas gas like gi issues right is like low in my yeah in my thought process like even if it's not gonna kill me like i'm gonna have a stomach ache um it's much more active where you like i have to chew i have to swallow it i have to like force this down <laughs> yeah so <laughs> gross and for me like the idea of just like laying down in some live spiders, it, it's not great, but like I feel like I could just like go away into my mind palace and right. just like meditate until it was over and just like, you know, uh, become numb to it in a way. Like I know that I've heard, I've heard things about how like one guy had to be like submerged in spiders and they bit him the whole time and like it was really painful. Oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like they weren't poisonous spiders, but he did have spider bites all over his body. Um, And so it was really painful, but I still think that's preferable to putting something in my body that I don't know what the repercussions of that choice is going to be like. Yeah. There's also something so absolutely horrific about the crunching sound or like, you know, and I guess it depends on what you're eating or or they're making you drink, but they're... It's psychosomatic, even if it doesn't have like a, a actual physical effect on your body, your mental effect from having eaten that I think would still make me throw up no matter what. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I've eaten bugs and stuff. So like I'm not a picky or non-adventurous eater. Like I ate fried silkworm in Vietnam and stuff like that. So I'm not unfamiliar with that. To me, I would be way more grossed out about them asking me to like eat something that's like very like slimy than crunchy like the like eyeballs and like the donkey spit thing is disgusting to me like I can't even imagine (laughs) (laughs) like I like when I was writing this question I looked up some of the examples of the things that they had to eat on that show and I think everyone in on that show should go to jail um, I remember the them doing like bull testicles or something one time. That to me isn't even gross because people do eat that. Like, like I don't even know if I should say some of the things that I read in this article. Like, one was a blended rat. Ew. Yeah, that's not a thing. I know. Yeah, it was. It's really gross. So submerge. No, submerge me in cockroaches. Yeah, put uh. me in like spoiled milk. Like put me in something disgusting. That's fine. I just don't sure. want it going inside my body. Okay, well, <laughs> we've agreed again. And we we really need to cut this out, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, we need to move on just for my sanity's sake. All right, we're going to do a happy one. Would you rather be given free front row tickets to Hamilton? Yes. Or get to meet your favorite author? Hamilton. <laughs> I want to see Hamilton so bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I have listened to the soundtrack so, so many times. I probably have it like half memorized, but I could never get tickets. I tried the lottery for like a full year. I never won. It's too expensive for me to go to. I just, I want to go to Hamilton. <laughs> okay. And, and like, like my favorite author, I mean... I don't know. Like I get a little I get a little um weird around celebrities anyway. Like I'm not good at meeting celebrities. <laughs> like I I'm not very good at just like acting like a normal person. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. I one time like saw Chris Teeley in my favorite um in my favorite Mexican restaurant and I just like just babbled at him. <laughs> like like his eyes go- going wide. <laughs> if you had to go to Ham, if the free ticket came with the caveat that you had to sit next to Lin Man- Manuel, would you still want to go, or would that like dampen the excitement for you? I think I would still want to go, and I I want to say that I would. Lin Manuel Miranda seems like such a nice person in every single does, sense of yeah. the word that I feel like he might somehow magically make me feel more comfortable. <laughs> Who would be your favorite author, though? Who is this, like, going up against? Actually, that's a good question. 
because most of my favorite authors are now deceased. So what an amazing opportunity for you to meet them. (laughs) So what's your answer? Oh, mine is to meet my favorite author. Who is your favorite author? John Green. Okay. Okay. This is not even that big of a get. I've been in the same room with him before, but we've never actually spoken to each other. Was that at BookCon? Uh, it was at NerdCon. NerdCon. I knew it was a con of some it sort. It was a con for nerds that I went to <laughs> a couple years ago that he and his brother were putting on. And I've just been like, because he's not only an author, he's also like a YouTube celebrity. And so I've been following him and his brother for over 10 years. And I would ju- it would just be like, so meaningful like so like I would love to go to Hamilton don't get me wrong I enter the lottery to this day every day that would be spectacular but like I think Hamilton is kind of always going to be there they're making a movie now with the original cast that's true I'm so excited Leslie Odom Jr. the ability to like sit down and have a conversation with this person who like has made such a big impact on my life and like the way that I see the world so you're different from me because I don't feel like I'd be able to sit down and have like a normal conversation with somebody that I, I care that much about. I don't like, know if it would be a normal conversation, but like it would just be such a meaningful moment. I like I don't I, yeah. like I don't I would I want to hope that I could hold it together. No guarantee of that. <laughs> but to me, it's like, is that worth more than the $400 that a Hamilton t- ticket is. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. No, I, I fully understand your viewpoint. It's a much specialer experience. You could just buy yourself Hamilton tickets right now and just go. Yeah. And it would be expensive. But it, it's not like you could just any day you wanted to meet your favorite author. Yeah, exactly. So I totally get that. It is a much more special and interesting experience. I think I'm as always in the minority here because i i don't usually have the drive to meet my heroes so much okay. um cuz i feel like you're not getting like it's one thing if you're getting an experience with them in which you can actually connect with them in some way like as a human and or if be, start a friendship or and otherwise like have like a meaningful conversation with them I feel like maybe what I'm imagining is just wrong like most of the time I've met people it's been at like comic con where I talk to them for you know 20 seconds while they sign something and it's always just felt very um it was fun but it wasn't yeah like it wasn't changing. that meaningful yeah because um it wasn't really actually a meaningful experience. If so this, maybe it depends on the parameters of what the options are. If this is like you get to grab a coffee with your favorite author as opposed to like, you know, you get like 30 minutes of their time to like chat. Okay. So it's not just like a you get to meet them for a second. No. They sign something. and No. You get to like ha- have like a, a conversation with them. There's no other people around. Like it's not like at a in a screaming convention hall where you have to like quickly be like, I really like your work. Bye. Right. Okay, got it. Well, that changes things. I mean, that, that, yeah. If it's like a quick meet and greet, I think like I would rather have the experience of going to see Hamilton, which I have wanted for years, rather than just like a unsatisfying high and by with somebody just to say I met them. But if you are having coffee with them for an hour and they, you get to actually have deep discussion with them, then maybe you've convinced me. If that's the parameter, yeah. maybe you've convinced me to go that route. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think I agree. If it were just like a quick high and by, I wouldn't do it. But if I got to like have like a, a bit of a back and forth with them, if it wasn't like, even if it wasn't an hour, even if it was just like 10 minutes to be like, hey, your work has been really meaningful to me, blah, 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 blah. As long as, yeah. I was going to say as long as they're nice, but like I guess you can't, you can't know that going. Yeah, in. that's the other thing. You really, it's, I mean – People say don't meet your heroes because sometimes you'll be disappointed in, you know, the interaction you have with them, right? Yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, like, Hamilton is probably always going to be great, like, no matter what. Like, you are solidly guaranteed that that's going to be a great show. Even if they're having an off day, it's going to be a great show. But, like, meeting your favorite author can either be, like, a hugely amazing experience or a hugely disappointing (laughs) one if you find out that they're terrible so it is a bigger risk bigger reward situation i think or like what if they just don't like you yeah like what what if they're not a terrible person but it becomes instantly obvious to you that like 
they don't like you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, meeting, like, I do think the safer bet is Hamilton, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like for, for sure. Because um, you're really rolling the dice there. They might be a bad person. Yeah. Or you might catch them on a bad day. Or they just, like, might be mean specifically to you. Well, they're probably not going to be mean, but you know what I mean. They might um, be, though. You don't know. Or maybe you don't have anything in common, and it's, like, an awkward first date where there's, like, Could you imagine? no starting point of conversation. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I'm still going with me, the author, because I feel so confident that John Green's a good person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, That's again, fair. I'm really risking a lot, because if he's not, then, like, I'll, I wasted, I've wasted a lot of my years of my life donating to his charities and like buying his books and like watching a bunch of videos and like traveling to go to conventions that he's put on and stuff so like truly it could be really a a derailment of a lot in my life (laughs) well and you know I'm even I'm like even less concerned about like him being an actively bad person I don't think John Green is a bad person I think he's a very good person great I would be less concerned about the person being a bad person and more concerned that like I would not be able to like hold a conversation with them in a way that didn't just feel either embarrassing or like stilted and awkward in the most uncomfortable way. I will say it will be it would be kind of weird because I know literally everything there is to know about him and you know we are strangers. (laughs) I was thinking about this because one of my very favorite authors is David Sedaris, and he does meet his fans a lot because he really goes on tour and spends time and, and signs, like, every person's book mm-hmm. that comes through. And sometimes, though, he writes about those experiences in his next books, and he'll be like, I was in line, and I was talking to this woman, and I had run out of interesting questions to ask him, and I said, um, "Have you? when is the last time you touched a monkey? And she goes oh my god, can you smell it on me? <laughs> That's epic. I can't believe it is, that she said that. It is that. epic. But also, what if you ended up in there? Like, what if he... But how honored would you feel? It depends on what happened in the interaction, I suppose. I don't think he's shaming his fans and his books. I don't he think went- that woman should feel shamed, the monkey woman. Uh, I don't know. It, it just What I'm trying to say, it feels like rolling the dice. That's fair. If you want to make the... I think Hamilton is the conservative choice. I mean, it is a less special choice, probably. That's... I mean, that's all right. I have a question. Okay, let's do your question. I'd like to propose uh, we try a new segment. Are you up for it? Yeah, let's do it. New segment. Okay, well, we do a lot of really um, mature and important games on this podcast, like Would You Rather and BuzzFeed quizzes. So in keeping with that mature theme i thought perhaps we could play a game of um bang mary kill oh yeah let's do it okay so bang mary kill fruit loops pop tarts or oatmeal mary oatmeal bang part pop tarts and kill fruit loops damn it that's exactly my answer (laughs) i almost got rid of pop tarts and it would be important to me for you to specify a flavor of Pop-Tarts. Like, if this was not... There's one flavor of Pop-Tarts that I would bang. <laughs> what what flavor would you bang? S'mores. S'mores! That's exactly what I was going to say! So I would bang it s'mores. It has that's to it. be S'mores Pop-Tarts. It's the only one. If it's any of the other crap, not interested, uh, then it's Fruit Loops for sure. Um, but yeah, Pop-Tarts. S'mores Pop-Tarts. And oatmeal. I'm so disappointed that we dis- that we agree on this because I feel like it would have been a more interesting segment, obviously, if we had disagreed. The fact that um, I'm marrying oatmeal just illustrates to me how old I am. I think there are good reasons to choose to marry oatmeal. Fiber, fiber. <laughs> you're you're low in, in sugar. for the long haul. Fiber, low glycemic index. That's why anti-inflammatory. I'm, that's why I'm picking oatmeal, but it's an old person choice for sure. Yes, but marriage is is about the next however many 40, 50 years, whatever. So I'm just saying 23-year-old Shelby was marrying Fruit Loops. All right, that's all I'm saying. 
Exactly. But 23-year-old Shelby might have gotten divorced from Fruit Loops, you know? Oh, absolutely. When when she realized she, she needed oatmeal. 29 Can I just say, oatmeal is dependable. Oatmeal is ubiquitous. Your oatmeal will be there for you no matter yeah. what. It's never going to make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. It's never going to make you feel sick. It's going to be it's going to be strong and there for you and healthy for you. It's a good healthy relationship, but it can also be spiced up a little. Yeah. You want to throw in some some sugar or some blueberries or Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's very versatile. Yeah. Again, though. 23-year-old Shelby, Fruit Loops all day. Let's talk about why we want to bang s'mores Pop-Tarts. It's the best Pop-Tart. Don't at me. <laughs> no, it definitely it's is. It's the only Pop-Tart in my opinion. Um, I know that there's a lot of like fan loyalty towards the strawberry pop- Pop-Tart, and that's probably second place in my book. But like, would you rather eat a strawberry or a s'mores? Like, it, like are you dumb? I don't know. No, it's not a question. S'mores were the kind we got when I was growing up. So that is the kind I will die loving. So can I say, I think that Pop-Tarts, I think Pop-Tarts are inherently more sexy. Oh. And I'll tell you why. One, because they do this whole sort of like seductive thing, right? Where bef- you put, before you put them down into that toaster, oh, they're just, you toast they're just your bland Pop-Tarts. old, they're just bland old Pop-Tarts. And then it's like they hide away. And they pop back up like a stripper out of a cake. (laughs) And now they're like hot and warm and gooey. I don't like warm Pop-Tarts. Okay, well, (laughs) I I thought that there was something to my, you know, warm, gooey, hot, seductive Pop-Tart analogy here. I I mean, I'm I'm happy that you No, I don't know. I don't want to say anything about your sex life, uh, your Pop-Tart sex life. I've never had sex with a Pop-Tart. <laughs> Neither have I, for the record. I, yeah, I didn't have the patience to toast them as a child. So, like, in my head, they're just cold, and that's how I like them. Shelby, I'm going to need you to try, just once, toasting a s'mores Pop-Tart. I think I've had that before. It's not like I've never done it. I just, like, you know, was not the norm. S'mores are toasted and gooey. That's true. Like, that is canon. Um, I'm just saying, like, if I want the true nostalgic experience of a Pop-Tart, it's an untoasted s'mores Pop-Tart. Well, for me, I like the little extra hotness in my Pop-Tart. You're a spicy lady. Yeah, exactly. Well, sweet. Sugary sweet. You're sweet and spicy. (laughs) Well, I think what is most important here is that we can all agree... To kill Fruit Loops. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to put this on the Instagram and I'm very curious uh, uh, what it's going to look like because I feel like there are going to be people who don't like oatmeal like us. Yeah. I Again, oatmeal can come in lots of different flavors and is very versatile and you also make cookies healthier, healthier for you in the long haul. Yeah. yeah. So um, I feel very solid with our answer here. I agree. All right. Let's do Would You Still Go Out With Him? Okay. Are you ready? So you match with a great person on an app. Great conversation. Everything's driving. They live in your neighborhood. It's just like, wow, I, I'm winning the lottery. Things are happening. Uh, you set up a date. A couple days pass. It's the day of the date. They text you to confirm, like, hey, we're still on tonight. And you text them back, like, yep, everything's good. And then they text back, by the way, my buddy is going to come hang too. <laughs> What do you do? Would you still go out with him on this uh, group date hang thing? I mean, the answer is yes because because you already confirmed with them that you're free and able to go. The answer is I would still do this, and I think this has happened to me before. Tell I I me everything, Confirm from personal experience. Well, I guess the most recent one I'm thinking of, actually, they invited me over and then their friend was already over. So... Was this a stranger, though? I mean, it was just somebody that I knew a little bit. Like, yeah. an acquaintance. Sure. And he invited me over and I was like, oh, great. And he's like, my friend is over. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like yes, because you've already confirmed the date. You've already said that you're available. And 
the problem is that the question is not so much like, would you still go on the date anymore? The question is, is it still a date? Yeah, for me, it's kind of like a safety thing. Um, Because if this is truly a stranger you met on the internet, being told like, hey, I am now going to be outnumbered by male strangers that I don't know, uh, kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, Also, because I don't know anything about this other person. Like, I usually try to Google or, like, internet stalk guys I go on dates with so that I can, like, have some semblance of, like, oh, he's real, (laughs) you know? Like, he he is who he says he is and stuff like that. But now I have no way to, like, do that same thing with this new person that's going to be there. Um, And I don't... But I'm imagining you're, like, meeting in a public safe space. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think it's, like, the most dangerous thing you could do. Um, It would make me uneasy. I'm like, like, to me, it's like, why is this person coming? I want this to be a date, so this feels less like a date, so I feel like I'm not going to get out of it what I want. But it also puts you in a position because it's like, I feel like it would be very difficult to walk this back. Right. That's, yeah, that was kind of my first instinct was... You would just have to say, oh, in that case, no, thank you. Yeah, I think, like, it would put, I would feel very uncomfortable. But I think I would either, yeah, I think I would be like, actually, I feel a little uncomfortable with that. I was hoping to get to know you. And I think it might be difficult to do that with another person there. Or say something like, wow, that's like a lot of people for me to meet in one fell swoop. I'd prefer for us just to hang out. Um, I was really looking forward to getting to know you. Right. And see how that went over. You know, I think, honestly, when I was imagining this, I was imagining the times when stuff like this, similar to this, has happened to me in the past. But if I actually think about it, all of those cases were people that I had met in real life. Yeah. And so it was this sort of unclear, is this a date? Is this not a date? Because now there's a friend here I didn't know was going to be here. And therefore... Um, maybe I just misinterpreted and it's just a hangout session and also I'm already not afraid of you as a person. Same. But you're right. When I actually sit back and think about it, it's never happened to me with a dating app because a dating app specifically is for dates. And therefore, it's like, yeah, why is this other person coming? Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, I've had similar situations happen with guys I've, like, met at work or guys I've met, like, in just life or whatever, right. and it's, like, unclear whether or not it's a date. I think there's a vibe, but, like, maybe he's trying to test the waters. I already kind of trust him. Like, I know right. who he is. Like, so I feel more comfortable. Um, but if it is truly a stranger, I'm, like, I don't – one, I – like, I don't even know whether or not I'm going to, like, hanging out with him. Sure. And the idea of, like, hanging out with two people who I do, I'm not sure I'm going to like, I feel like – and then – and the odds of me – getting what I want out of this, which is, like, a true intimate connection, seems way lower if his buddy's going to be there. You know? It also begs the question, like, if you're on a dating app, aren't you looking to go on a date with somebody? And therefore, why would you bring your friend? Like, what possible motivation could you have for bringing your friend if truly you're just hoping to meet a person on a date? Yeah, to me, it begs, the, like, the idea that, like, he's either really insecure and really shy. Right. And, yeah. like, isn't good at meeting new people, so he's using his friend as some sort of crutch. Or he's, like, just not really interested in, like, truly connecting with someone. He's just, like, trying to... He's, just like... hang out. Right. Lonely and wants to get out of the house. And so, like, right. who, whoever's down to hang, whether it's a stranger on an app or his roommate, he's, like, whatever. It's fine. That or he showed your picture to his friend and was like, I'm going out on a date with this girl. And his friend were like, oh, really? Would you mind if I went on a date with this girl? At the like, same time? <laughs> Let's both No, like maybe her. this is his way to like introduce you to his friend. <laughs> it's like a really ugly guy has a really attractive guy. And yeah. so the attractive guy acts as bait for his like less attractive friend. It's a Cyrano de Bergerac situation. I mean, that would be kind of epic, um, but also a good reason for me not to go out on the, that date, right? Like, I don't want to be cyrano <laughs> Nobody wants to be cyrano <laughs> Right, exactly. No matter how romantic he may be. Um, I don't think anyone would actually do that, like set you up with their friend. Yeah, like, be like, I don't let's so go out either. on a date so I can set you up with my friend. I think it would be wild if I was on a dating app and someone was like, actually, I'm bringing my friend to this date. I would be like, then I'm not coming. 
like, no. I might still go out with them. Like, if I explained my position and was like, actually, I would prefer it just be us. And he was like, oh, okay. I'll not yeah. let my friend. If they, like, back down and they're like, oh, okay, I'll meet you. But I don't think I would go if, if it were two people. I, I feel like, too, it, if he said, okay, that's no problem, he probably is just someone who just is looking to get out of the house and isn't looking for something yeah. too real, right? Because they're just like, whatever, I'm just, like, looking to hang out. Also, the only considerate thing would be to be like, do you want to also bring a friend? <laughs> like, yeah. if it's a friend hangout, you yeah. know? That's another weird thing where he's like, I'm just going to bring my friend. Like, it's not like, oh, do you want to bring a friend? Can we turn this into a double date sort of situation? Right. Which in and of itself would be weird. Like, I don't even know if I would like that. Uh, it would be, but isn't there, a, isn't there an app specifically made to do that? Right, but I'm not on that app. Right. But if you want that, go find that. Um, we set up this date for you and me, and now last minute you're changing the plans on me. Right. And in a very blasé way. Like, the way that I wrote it, it's like, by the way, I'm bringing a buddy to come hang. Not like... Is it okay if I bring a buddy? It's yeah. just he's like he's not asking if it's okay. He's just telling you. No, that's not okay. I mean that <laughs> the phrasing in and of itself is not okay. What if it was a a reverse Cyrano de Bergerac situation and you were going out with this guy with that you were like not even that attracted to, but you were just like whatever, and then he's like, I'm gonna bring my super hot friend who's into you. How? Yeah, I mean, like David Dream, <laughs> Hannah. I guess <laughs> like the odd, like I think the higher odds is that his friend's a serial killer and he's a Ponzi. Again, only meet during daytime hours in public places and do not go to a secondary location. Yeah, but still, I don't know. Like, I just like would not. I don't think I, I, I mean, again, when I first said, like, I probably would, I was thinking of people that I already knew in real life, not yeah. through an app. I think if it's through an app, I probably wouldn't either. Because also, you don't owe anything to this person yet. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I love They're a stranger. Dates. Right. They're, well, <laughs> yeah, you don't, you've never even met. So yeah. you don't have any feelings for this person Mm-mm. yet. Yeah. You're nothing it's, to me. Yeah. Now, what if this was, like, three dates in? And they kind of just like oh that would be randomly fine. brought a friend that'd be fine if they told me up front what would not be fine is if I show up for our third date and his friend is with him and it's just like oh Jerry came yeah I uh, get that that would not be okay but if they were like hey like it's our third date my buddy's gonna come too I would be like oh my god he wants to introduce me to his friends <laughs> yeah he likes me so much we have a, an important connection i would be flattered on a third date but on a first date i would be like no <laughs> is there any reason that you would go out on the date like any friendship scenario or any kind of scenario in which you would go out on a date with this person yeah honestly now that i think about it i'm like my first reaction to that was like well if he was hot enough <laughs> <laughs> So maybe I'm changing my own answer. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I was thinking like, oh, your first date is some like fun activity f- for which his oh, friend is like an expert. Like you decide to go it. axe throwing in Brooklyn and his friend is like his a friend professional works there, axe thrower so who works there. And show us how to do it. Yeah. Or like his friend is a bartender and you're like, let's go to his bar or. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that for sure I would do. Or his friend is a musician and you're going to see a show. I mean, there are situations where it would be okay. It just yeah, can't be if, like... if his friend, like, works at the venue we're going to and he's just, like, gonna be on the clock anyway, I think that would be fine because it's not, he's not, like, on our date with us. He's just gonna right. be, like, popping in and out to, like, give us special treatment. Right. That's fine. Um, I don't like the idea of, like, Three musketeers out on the town and him being involved in 100% of the conversation seems not great. At the very least, it seems like they're looking for a very particular um, relationship setup. Yeah, maybe they're like trying to make a thruple happen. Exactly. That's, that's what I meant. They're looking for a unicorn. Yeah, I mean, not interested in that. um so i'm just saying there are non-serial killer reasons this could happen oh uh, there are definitely non-serial killer reasons that this could happen but i definitely think my first instinct would be like hey i would prefer it if it were just you and me yeah i'd love to meet your friends eventually but like this is our first date so i would prefer it just be us i really want to i'm really excited to get to know you so i want to focus on that 
and see what they said. And I, I can't imagine a normal person person having any response to that. That's not like, oh, yeah, okay. Right. If if they somehow said, well, it's my friend or no go. Like, <laughs> I would be like, okay. Then no go. Then no go. Yeah. So I think across the board, there's no good reason for the three of us to go out. It, it would just be very tricky in how I would explain that to him. But I do think I would explain that to him. I would I would turn down the opportunity to meet them both as well. Uh, we once again agreed on a would you go out with him. So we... We agreed a lot this episode. We've, we've honestly failed at today's mission. Um, because I think what we just did was sit around and agree on everything for an hour. Did and we this, disagree on anything today? This is arguments about nothing and we just sat here and like supported each other and like validated each other's experiences we disagreed on hamilton versus the author okay that's but even that one we weren't like strongly in disagreement because we could both see the pros and cons of it yeah sorry folks (laughs) i'm so sorry that this wasn't our deepest apologies we'll uh get back to fighting next week next time we'll find something really you know, much more sort of emotionally catching us that... I just got to come up with another chin tickler. (laughs) Well, what weird things can imaginary men do to Hannah's neck? (laughs) No. Anything neck related, it would be an automatic no. So, You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Hannah does not like her neck being touched. Well, I feel like we're living in the same hypothetical world this time around. Except we just you're agreed. going to Hamilton and I'm hanging out with John Green. Which, like, that's fine. They both sound lovely. Yeah. We're not going on a date this week. <laughs> with this guy and his friend. <laughs> no. Uh, canceled that last minute. What if the guy was John Green and his friend was his brother? They're both married. <laughs> I don't know anything about them. <laughs> John Green's in his mid forties, <laughs> uh, and has that doesn't necessarily mean he's married. Come on, that's true. But like, I'm not trying to date somebody in their mid forties. You can assume that my hypothetical question was not based in like their real life relationship status. Okay, but you act like I've never thought about it. That <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a deep sadness of mine. All right. Well, remember. Listeners, if you want to hear us disagree more, you can always send us questions that you think will be more contentious. We're, we're happy to argue about them. You can follow us on Instagram at argumentsaboutnothing, or you can email us at argumentsaboutnothing at gmail.com. And I just want to say thank you again to everyone so far who has uh, shared and liked and rated and reviewed and subscribed. It means so much to us. Um, We love the fact that our listeners are telling their friends, and we hope that you'll continue to do so if you enjoy it. Um, And uh, another thanks to Allison Fields for designing our logo. Yeah. Please tell a friend. uh, And until next time, keep fighting.